Welcome to Modern Musings, Conversations with the Maiden, Mother, and Crone, where we look at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Hi, and welcome back. I'm your hostess, Cindy Murray, and I am here with my co-hosts, Kristen and Amber. Hey. Hey. She's switching it up today. I am. And um, we're glad you're joining us today. And we have a great topic. I'm, uh, if you're, this is your first time joining us, uh, welcome. And if you're coming back for us another listen, then welcome back. And today we are talking uh, about a subject that comes up a lot in our Goals Girls um, topics and some of our self-help kind of things. And the, the concept is less equals more or less is more. And the idea stems from the fact that, um, help me out here, Kristen. Um, it's like, it's the yin and the yang. You can't have one without the other. Right. They counterbalance each other. In order to have more fulfilling things in your life you have to have less of the things Mm -hmm. that are not if you have less space you have more stuff yes and things like that so that was waving at the ghost nothing that was travis (laughs) it was travis god (laughs) she's like what (laughs) you were waving at somebody i was like who's here who's here it was travis (laughs) okay And I don't know where I was there. Um, we have lots of interruptions in here. First it was dishes and now it's Travis walking back and forth and Kristen's waving at the ghost. And No, you were talking about less is more um, being a yin and a yang and how you need less to have more. Yeah. Well, and this this comes up a lot in, uh, in Goals Girls and a lot of self-help topics. Um, one little word. We've talked about it a lot. And the idea is that as we try to incorporate more of the good things in our lives, we find that we have to kind of get rid of the dead weight, the the clutter, the, even. the clutter, the driftwood, the things that are just um, sitting there, taking up space mm-hmm. and taking taking up our time, taking up our energy, um, mm-hmm. and and really clear through those things to make room for the things that are really important. Uh, And it's a lot like the concept of a a garden or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you plant things too close together, sometimes you go through and kind of cull the extra plants out of it. Not just, not just the weeds, but the extra plants. If you plant like vegetable plants too close together, they won't fruit. Right. They won't thrive because they're too, they don't have room to grow. And a lot of times when you plant seeds in a garden, they'll tell you to plant them really close together. And then you come back and weed separate out it. the, separate out the ones that aren't growing strongly um, and leave only the thriving plants. And um, that that's applies to animal husbandry. That applies to all kinds of things. So that, it applies in our lives with, when we have too many extracurricular activities, if we have too many possessions in our home if we have too many items on our schedule um too many thoughts too many thoughts, thoughts in our head in. yeah, yeah. Um, too many things to do on the to-do list yes and so so that's what we're talking about today and you know maybe some ways to uh eliminate some of that clutter you know whether it's mental clutter or mm-hmm. um physical clutter or whatever and 
and talk about some ways to to make room for the mm-hmm. more that's in our lives. Yeah, I'm excited. I feel like this topic is coming at like the best time in my life, um, which is funny because I actually, I mentioned this a few times, I had the word less as my one little word, yes. I believe in 20... 21 see yeah that's what i was and thinking i w- but for some reason i was thinking it was cindy's word no it was yeah. not yeah, okay. it was my yeah. mom's was actually simplify which is kind of sim- similar i've had simplify that, yeah several but i picked times. less yeah. because i wanted to weigh less i wanted to have less things i wanted less of a lot of things and um so i lived with that word it walked with me f- through the year and it came you know up in different areas of my life where I was like oh yeah this applies here and there but I think it's kind of like a marinade when I have a word for the year I think I marinate on it and then after I'm done with the word quote unquote that's when I'm actually cooking with it and eating it (laughs) yeah (laughs) because I feel like it's actually coming to me more now like some of my other words like harmony and uh change I'm feeling the change and I'm feeling what it is to live with less and and um and and this year in particular it's funny because my word is enjoy and my idea was I wanted to have a word that was playful and fun and I just wanted to enjoy things I was tired of like personal development stuff like I just wanted to like enjoy being myself and enjoy my time with my family and um I found out that my word less has kept coming back Mm -hmm. uh this year in that because in order to enjoy what I have I have to want other things less or try to do other things less or think about other things less and um one of the things this year that I wanted to really do like as far as my home goal was to enjoy my space more and I found that what was it I don't enjoy about my space well it was all this extra stuff that I had and maybe that it was a little messy or, you know, it was kind of like dusty, right? Mm-hmm. And one day I was just like sitting there and we talked about like cast and clutter bug, you know, last year. I probably in the spring of last year when we did like spring cleaning checklist. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's when it was. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I, I was like, you know, I just want some like organization like inspiration I think I just want to like get some scroll therapy on and I think I turned on like YouTube or uh, Instagram and was like let me just type in the word organization and see what comes up and the cast from Clutterbug lady popped up and this other lady uh, who does like home organization uh, vlog or videos whatever on YouTube she came up and I was like okay I'll watch her video and then I was like oh I need to watch another another one another one and I realized like what they were really trying to help people understand was that you can live a lot better with less when -hmm. you have more space you can do more right and so that is funny because like we're talking about this subject I am like living in that zone right now Mm -hmm. of trying to accomplish less stuff more space less things to do more time to do them right right yeah and um one of the things that i liked on one of the videos she's called the minimal mom we'll link her and heard it on a podcast um they live with the minimalists and and i know that word has like a really bad rap because people are like "Ooh, i don't want to suffer because i'm living with like one cup and one fork and 
a roll of toilet paper. Well, like that's really not what they not, mean. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really not, really not what they mean. like so that. Don't freak it's a out. simplistic approach. Yeah, mm. don't freak out when I say the minimalist mom. They're not like suffering in any way. But she talks about children thriving when they have less to manage. And I think about my kid in her room trying to play with her toys when she can hardly get to them because there was too many. Yeah. And when we kind of like took uh, this spring and like did a little bit of decluttering and aged out a lot of her toys and aged out a lot of her clothes, we found that she is actually maintaining her room better. She's keeping it cleaner, but she's also playing more because she she can get to her stuff. Yeah, she's being more creative too. Right. So, um... I really liked that and it's so wonderful like just seeing her thriving in her space um and it's really rubbing off too because my husband is probably the most resistant well I would say my child was too <laughs> you know kids are really attached to everything every like scrap of paper and wristband from every mm-hmm, place mm-hmm. my husband's the same way he cuts it off and saves them and like to save that you know and you think about like if you keep every i know but think about this way if you don't scrapbook like what are you doing with it why are you keeping it you just have boxes of stuff right and i just have to ask like think logically if you don't get rid of anything what is your life going to look like 40 years from now yeah and that's scary if you keep every single thing your life is going to look like my parents' life, three storage units worth. And there's probably, I, you know, I couldn't even tell you how many boxes of old bills are going are gonna to be in those storage units when I pull them out and yeah. just toss them. Yes. And you know what? You are paying the tax of carrying around that stuff. Yeah. You're paying not only just the monetary tax of paying, you know, the tax, paying for quote the, unquote tax, yeah. but you're paying yeah. the fee. It is. It's a sin tax. Or well, it yeah. is. Yes. So you're so, paying that fee, but you're also paying a physical fee because yeah. you have to physically deal with it mm-hmm. you have to pay emotional fee because you have the burden of just knowing that it's there and knowing and that not you have wanting to deal, to deal with, with it, it. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay so recently I have started to deal with that stuff um my um as I've mentioned before you know my grandmother is in the nursing home and um so my uncle and I have been maintaining her house even though she's never going to move back in there and every and the house is just kind of like a tomb with all of her stuff as it was as she left it they didn't even my cousins didn't even clean out the food so the house oh, was taken over yeah. by rats and so then like all of those preventative measures happened and everything like that um just uh recently um my uncle has kind of started to remodel the place because we were thinking about doing a rent to own or like rent it out because you know the place is just empty and so um my cousin wants to move into it and rent it and everything like that so then my uncle was said to my other cousin and I like uh hey um you need to go and get what you want out of it because I don't need any of this stuff you know what I mean? Like, I've already gotten what I want. 
you need to go and get what you want out of it and then we're going to have to do an estate sale or throw it away or something and of course it was like a really you know sad thing um my cousin and I go over there and start looking through my grandma's stuff and like my mom she kept every bill like there and it's you know my grandmother is also was also very neat and clean so you couldn't really tell if you walk in that she kept everything mm-hmm. that she has everything it it's was like all a very shoved behind closed doors mhm mm-hmm. so like you open up i went through and i opened up every cabinet to make sure that there wasn't something that could you know that was like a birth certificate or something like that that you know, like that if it's going to be thrown away, you know, some kind of hidden treasure just in case. And she kept everything. It's all tucked away neatly inside all the cabinets, inside the closet, in drawers, like, uh, you know, paperwork, paperwork, what is, everything. What clutterbug type is that? That is a ladybug. Oh, yes. Because it's all... They keep everything. They keep want to everything, keep everything, but it's out of, sight, out of sight, and it becomes out of mind. And I like to think about those kind of houses mm. as a petrified forest because the longer that stuff sits there, the longer it stays there, mm-hmm. and then things become so out of sight, out of yeah. mind, or so deep that you just can't get to stuff, and then they just stay there. And it's right. like she kept every you lose newspaper clipping, everything. You're not looking at them. Well, yeah. yeah, and I looked at them, and I'm like, why did she keep this? I don't, you know. And my mom, when I was going through some of my mom's stuff, it was the same way. Like there were some newspaper clippings with me on it, but then there were like newspaper mm-hmm. clippings of people that I had no clue who they were. So, you know, it was like if they were going to keep those kind of things, why didn't they scrapbook them or at least put them in an album and and label them and be like, this is why, you know, or write on them like, hey, this is why I'm keeping this. And that's kind of something that I try to do, you know, whenever I'm keeping something that I want to like go back and put into an album is that I'll try to label it. So I'll know, Hey, I got Mm -hmm. this at this concert in 2013, blah, 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 blah. Right. Because if you keep every wristband for the past 10 years, do you remember what the orange wristband is versus the yellow one? No. Because they yeah. don't have anything on they don't them have except any your sweat. You get them at the <laughs> hospital also. You know, you right. get them at the club. Well, you get them at the hospital. Your name on it. <laughs> and you, if you're going to keep them for memento's sake, you need to scrapbook them or label them or something in some way because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you do. You forget. In a week's time, I will forget whether, whether this orange one was for the Friday at that convention or was it for Saturday. Right. You know... Because yeah. I went to both, but I don't know which one is which. But, like, even pictures, you need to do stuff like that also. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I, I had, like, a whole pile of my grandma's pictures, and I'm like, well, I don't know any of these people. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they're from 30, 40 years ago or right. whatever. Like, I don't know, I know them. They're my ancestors. I'd love to know who they are, but there's nobody living now that knows who they are. We have lost societies and ancient runes that aren't that old and we're already forgot who those people were where they came from and why they're gone (laughs) you can't even remember like a century ago you know and 
yeah, of course you're not going to remember people in a photo. Like, right. we just can't. Our minds are not meant to keep that much stuff either. We can't keep that stuff in our head. Right. We our have minds to need to be empty. Weren't we talking things. about something like that a while back? Is that like um, our ancestors didn't keep photos and were not meant yes. to like be able to go back and look at our, our photos of our ex-husband our or whatever. Our brains are not designed to see pictures of ourselves. That's actually something that John Delaney, mm-hmm. uh, he's a, a counselor, psychiatrist, uh, uh, with the has, Dave, Ram- he's a damn right, Dave Ramsey personality. Yes, <laughs> yes, not and, Dave Ramsey. And sorry, <laughs> Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. I love Dave if you Ramsey. Are listening. He is not a damn Ramsey. <laughs> um, but yeah, he actually said that, and it just blew my mind because it had never occurred to me. I'm always touching photos and looking at photos. My life, I you know, have been taking pictures ever since I was a little kid. And he mentioned that he said. Our brains are not, have not evolved to get used to seeing ourselves in photos. And when you have a photo, like say for instance, you know, you're divorced and you go back and look if you were in a traumatic wedding or marriage and then you go back and look at your wedding photos and you keep being reminded of that, you are reintroducing pieces of what causes that trauma. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that I have started doing is <clears throat> deleting old photos of yeah. my ex-husband. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I was just like, um, like there are some, you know, like uh, pictures and I'm like, well, you know, I want to remember this, but my ex, fu- my ex fun, my ex husband is in this photo. So I want to keep this photo. But like now I'm kind of like past that sentimental part where I've been, I think it's because my phone memory was at its end. Uh, (laughs) And so I needed to go back and delete stuff from my iCloud. So now I've just been on a deleting spree. So speaking of deleting, um, I was actually on a road trip the other day and I have countless hours of music on my phone because I've been downloading since LimeWare, Shareware, Naughty Napster, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I have, shh. I know, shh, no, it was before it was illegal. No, it was always <laughs> I illegal. Know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I uploaded my CDs to my computer. Okay. Anyways, I was driving down the road and there was a song that came on and I was like, you know, I don't really like this song. I'm going to hit skip because I'm on a road trip. Why not? And then I was like, I need to log that in my memory to delete that song. I don't want it on my phone. Like, why? Because I'm this inner monologue. Why am I carrying this song around? Because every don't time listen it plays, to it. I'm like, I don't want to listen to this song. I don't like it. Why is it even on my phone? Right. You know why? Because there's a guilt because I purchased it. Mm. And back in the day, you purchased something like an MP3. You kept that sucker because it was expensive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that, and we do the same thing with clothes, with dishes, mm-hmm. with food, um, you know, we buy food that sits mm-hmm. in our pantry until it expires. You taste, See, you I don't have that sentimental like thing. It. Like, um, I go through like, uh, every few months, like if I see food that I haven't touched, even if it hasn't expired yet, I'm like, I'm not going to eat this. Oh, and that's nice. You throw it away. Well, I don't eat it, it if it's still good. Months, right. Yeah. So, but you are still keeping it for three months. Well, How in case that take, I'd want to eat it. Like right? A, See, because you're saying maybe I'll change my okay, mind. Okay, okay, okay. I dare you to eat something and go, I don't like this, and throw it in the trash. 
Right. True, true. Why or, can't we do that? And if you have multiples that are unopened or whatever, donate, donate them to those. the food bank or whatever. Yeah, don't, that's a, don't what send I was it. talking about, donating. Yeah, don't yeah. send it to the to the landfill. We've got enough stuff in our landfill. Right. Okay, but, so it was like that box of like protein bars that I sent Travis that oh, yeah, one day. Oh, yeah, loved those. <laughs> because I had them in my, fr- in my cabinet forever, and I'm like, well, you know, if I'm like desperate, I'll eat it. But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't really like this brand, mm-hmm. so I'm going to give it to somebody mindset. else. That's a scarcity mindset that says, what if I need it later? So mm-hmm. you you think it's like. A, it's a super broke mindset. It yeah. is. Yeah. Because what happens is if you did throw that away and then the apocalypse happened, you would have been like, dang, I wish I hadn't thrown those candy bars That's why I kept my canned goods forever. I finally, like, I had so many canned goods that were expired because COVID happened and I was like, oh, my God, there's no food anywhere. I've got to keep these canned goods in case. Right. Here's how the less becomes more because you shed that extra that you don't want you give it to someone else by donating it it gives That's you a good feeling more yeah. food for other people well i'm it glad is. travis it, liked those yeah, like that did. that well, put me in a better mood just it now. is you're, you're creating like more <laughs> for someone else who has less mm-hmm. you're creating more giving spirit in yourself by giving that it, you get those feel good, yeah, that endorphin mm-hmm. rush from giving things to people who need it. And you're also giving yourself more space in your pantry to put things in it that you really do love, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. things you really will eat. And they're, they're, it just keeps going. It's it's like a snowball effect. And the yeah. more you do it, the the more it builds and builds and builds. And there's, there's no end to the benefits and the mores that come from just that one less. I think mm-hmm. like sometimes it's a doomsday mindset because it's like the apocalypse is coming well, and they, I need to have food. They actually <laughs> call it a scarcity mindset. It yeah. comes from um, people who have tra- post-traumatic stress from um, poverty or, you know, things like that. And and it's a very real thing. And so doomsday I, preppers are like scarcity have, Preppers? To sometimes, possibly, but but the the actual scarcity mindset. I need this because I might not have it, or I might need it later. I might need I it later yeah. because I won't have money to buy more. Well, that's that definitely, definitely is. Like my grandmother was definitely like that because when we were throwing away stuff in her kitchen, like uh, she would keep just like um cups from hotel rooms mm-hmm. from when her and my mom would go and stay at different hotel rooms she would keep all those things however like I didn't throw them away what I did was is I took them to my classroom and gave them to my students mm-hmm. 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 that's good yeah I I like repurposing those things I like mm-hmm. when you can take whatever you have too much of and make it less in mm-hmm. your own space by giving it to someone else who might appreciate it. Because your students might look at that and go, this is the cup that Miss Garvin gave me, you know. And this cup is special because 
she gave it to me and it's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite places to go to or it's a place I've always wanted to go to yeah. or or for whatever and reason. you don't know those kids might be drinking out of McDonald's cups at but home. That's true. That's yeah. true. You just never know. But I, I do my like that. My grandma had a bunch of those too. Yeah. <laughs> so does this my Depression husband. era yeah. mindset for sure. Yeah. Well, and that and people who who grew up in that depression era very much had that lack mindset and, and often they carried trauma. that they carried that generational trauma mm-hmm. down to their children and you know I'm I'm the victim of that because my mother had that that trauma because her mother had that trauma and I grew up also with that lack and so I have that lack mindset and I I fight it all the time um and and I'm not saying just throw everything away I do not believe in that um we already live in a um, a culture, you know, yeah. of fast fashion of of disposable things, and I don't agree with that. I think I feel bad doing that. Like I want to like give it to somebody that's going to use it, or like uh, give it to a donation place that's actually going to use it. Right. Not like turn around and like sell it for profit. Well, I mean. A lot of places do that, but like, you know, a homeless shelter or something like that, mm-hmm. like a place that's actually going to use the clothes, not just throw them away or sell them to mm-hmm. China for thread. Best thing to do is to call around local places near you. Um, one of the ones that people possibly may not think about is nursing homes. Oh, yeah. Because those a lot of those people may not have a lot of family connections anymore and they probably are going through clothes. That's a good thing to right. do with old stuffed animals as well mm-hmm. yes. and children hospitals. Yeah. Um, they because, have to be cleaned though. They have yeah. to be cleaned. So. Yeah. But call your nursing home and ask if they need things like bedding, clothing, craft supplies, games. Mm-hmm. Even some of them will take certain types of toys, like you said, stuffed animals, balls. Local schools as well, like mm-hmm. especially for the toys and programs, the craft, craft supplies. supplies. <laughs> I know my students use all the craft supplies that you have donated to me, Kristen. Yay. And everybody else that has donated to me this year, we use everything. All the paper, everything. Awesome. I, I feel like when I did the decluttering in my craft room because I went through every single piece of paper and I said you know I don't love this piece of paper I kind of did that Marie Kondo thing Mm -hmm. and just went you know I don't really love this paper so why would I use it again it's a scrap I got rid of those so I just kept the stuff that I really love I felt a lot more inspired to do more artistic stuff when I had just the stuff that I love not not the toaster crumb leftovers that I kept trying to force myself to use because I was like in this waste not want not mentality of you got to use all the scraps until all the scraps are gone. Then you can use a new fresh piece of paper. But what ended up happening is I got down to where the scraps were scraps of scraps of scraps. And I was really getting into like this. Um, I don't like know how to use this. block. You are. Yes. yes. Yeah. I don't and know what to I mean, do with this I was this really now. stretching yeah. my creativity there to try to use stuff. Um, like my last December daily that I used was the scraps of the scraps of the previous year. And I didn't even realize it because I had so much stuff in my room that I forgot that I had a whole box of brand new paper that I had bought the year before. Because I said, I'm not going to use scraps next year. I'm going to buy new paper. So I bought new Christmas paper. 
put it away and then I couldn't find it. So then I forced myself to use the scraps again. Mm-hmm. And it was the most uninspiring. I was so disappointed. And then when I was done in March and I was like cleaning out the room, I found all the Christmas paper. And I was like, oh my gosh, it would have been a game changer to have actually like right. enjoyed doing my December daily with like nice paper. And so it was nice to let a lot of that go. And I can count like two things on my fingers that I got rid of. That's it. Like I gave away boxes of stuff and I can only count two things. You you can't even account for the things yeah, that I don't you get. You don't know what you already get. Already it's gone. You don't miss it. I don't you miss don't it miss at it. Yeah. all. And there's so many other things like I now have a little basket by the back door or kind of by the garage because we've just been I'm in like this mode now like my mindset has shifted so whenever I open a drawer I see things automatically that I'm like I don't need that like I identify Mm -hmm. now that oh my gosh I have all these things I'm not in that mode anymore Mm -hmm. I'm in Mm -hmm. I don't think I need that anymore or oh wow I didn't realize that I had eight whisks and three of them are broken but I still have them why because (laughs) they were my great-grandmothers and because I felt like if I had all eight whisks I was still connected to her and, yeah, and really, yeah, we've talked about that thing, guilt yeah, before we've as well. about it yeah. on the podcast. And you know and what? I like went, a... you know what? I loved having her whisks, and they were probably older than dirt, and I used the heck out of them, and then I got rid of them. Yeah. And the ones that still worked, I put in the donation. And somebody who's shopping at whatever thrift store is going to be like, yay, a dollar for this whisk, and they're going to be happy. And my grandmother's going to be honored because you know, her thing is being used somewhere else. You right, know? right. That's one right. thing that uh, I, and I take some of like our podcast wisdom and well, that's one thing that I have been telling Jason because we're moving in together. So it's like, we can't keep everything. And I, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to get rid of this cracked bowl because it was my great grandmother's. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know what, the, what, uh, even if we get rid of the cracked bowl, then it will, you, it won't get rid of your memory of her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When Travis and I moved in together, he had like, you know, a whole house of stuff and I had a whole house of stuff. And at first we were like, Ooh, more is more. <laughs> right because now we have we were like look at all the dvds we have when we put them all together we felt like we had like you know the whole collection yes we really we did watch we anything we want blown away right. at how many movies we have but after they sat on the shelf the dvds for you know two years and i started to think about it and i was like you know I still have about eight of these that still have the cellophane around them that I bought before we got married. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I was like I that also before I, I consolidated only count, mine. Like, a few of the movies that we actually like took out of the case to watch, and I was like, wow, those sure do take up a lot of space for considering that we only used it like twice in the past like two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's it's it's interesting that like um. People that DVDs haven't gotten extremely cheaper because of streaming services. Like you can pretty much get almost any Anything, movie yeah. now. Yeah. Even movies that they never came out on DVD, you can probably find them on Amazon. Like yeah. uh, movies, like really weird, obscure movies yeah. from the 80s that 
never made it to DVD. Yeah, right. there's a few of those where I'm like, dang, I'm waiting. But I, honestly, my DVD wish list that I have on Amazon that has like over 200 DVDs. Thank God I didn't buy all of those DVDs. I'm looking back now and I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't Ooh, waste that money. Right. right. I've, I've done that too. Like but um, now it's just, what am I going to watch on Netflix? Let's look on Amazon DVD list and see because half of those. Yeah, because it's yeah. stuff you want to watch, right? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I I let's talk about the more again yeah. cuz we've talked about decluttering, well, and we've talked about decluttering our houses a little bit. More equals mm-hmm. less also. The equation yeah. just like math. More equals yeah. less, less equals more. Well, yeah, the more you have, like you were talking about Raina's room, the less room that you have. Right. And um I remember living with my ex-husband and we had combined houses like you and Travis and we and then uh, we had taken a bunch of my mom's stuff before a lot of her stuff got thrown away and everything like that. So we had like this, we had a three bedroom house that was stuffed full of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even go through it because I had no room to go through right. it. Right. And I was just coming home from work and like walking through a trail in the living room to get to the bedroom, Mm -hmm. you know, and and there was a trail in the bedroom to get to the closet and, you know, you couldn't do anything because there was no room to do (laughs) anything. That's the way we felt when we lived in the apartment (laughs) complex. Yeah. You did live like that in the apartment. Yes. We moved to a smaller house and all that stuff got piled up to the ceiling. So whenever I got a divorce and I moved, my ex-husband took a lot of stuff, but I just, donated I I went through everything and I donated I donated I even donated furniture I you know let people come pick it up I sold a bunch of stuff and then I moved I kind of took a minimalist approach when I moved into my new apartment and I kept the things that truly made me happy like my books so, you know, after taking that minimalistic approach and, like, only having the things that I loved, it really, like, lessened the load on my brain as far as, like, the clutter around me. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely something to be said about less is more as well. And I imagine when you were having to move all of that stuff that you spent more time moving that was very yeah. time yeah consuming. i mean yeah. it, it, like months of time yeah that could have been used for something constructive right. like exercise um huh? craft projects so it gave whatever you less free time yes it, it does. exactly the more less stuff free you time. have the less free time you have and then and the more the more responsibilities you have the more things that you're you know the the more things that you're worried about the more thing the more activities you do the less time you have to do the things you really really love um I've I've found this as well you know I I get myself involved in um this or that little pet project she says yes to everything people everything Uh, and and you know and then like that jim carrey movie well at some point (laughs) at some point you get to where you you're just like why am i doing this i this is not bringing me joy Mm -hmm. and i'm doing so many things and now i can't get to the things that i really want to do and you have to stop and ask yourself 
what do I really want to do? And that's a tough question. Well, it is. And it, and sometimes it, it takes a lot of shadow work or, um, you know, just yeah. intuitive work. When you spend a lot of time shuffling everything around in your life and juggling it. You lose sight of what you love. Well, and, and you waste a lot of time because if you have, um, if you're juggling five balls, there's, there's usually one in each hand and three, and three in the in air, air at any, any point in time. And you're, you're not really paying attention to all of them all at the same time. So you spend a lot of time touching on them really quickly. To, yes. And you, when you can eliminate those, it's a lot easier when you have fewer things because you can spend more concentrated time. You can really work on whatever it is. And, and, you know, sometimes you can make some of those projects go away. If you can just have less items on your plate for a short time, concentrate on what really matters and move those things off the plate and then pick up something else rather than having five things on your plate at the same time. Mm -hmm. You, you rarely eat a whole plate of five things. You're, you're going to have a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, and you wind up leaving a lot of food on your plate. If that makes sense. Yeah. Actually, speaking yeah. of plates, you made me think of one that's a good uh, less is more. If you have the same amount of food, like scoop for scoop, on a nine-inch plate or a four-inch plate, which plate looks like it has more food? The four-inch plate. The smaller plate. Yeah. And that's... So use a smaller plate. Absolutely. Yeah. When you have a house, going back to things, sorry, if you have a house that's <laughs> like five bedrooms and it's empty, you're going to you fill, fill it up, it up full yeah. of stuff. Same yeah. thing with your day-to-day -day life. If you oh, yeah. don't decide what it is that you love and want to spend, everything else will fill up, up that spaces. time. It it you does, get bored and you just start doing find, stuff you that start you finding things to don't do. yeah. really want to do. It's... So, so get rid of the things you don't want to do. do, either do them and get them out of the way mm -hmm. or, or find a way to not be responsible Ooh, for what them. Is you that know, thing Eckhart Tolle says, enjoy, enjoy it or acceptance, enjoyment and enthusiasm, I mm -hmm. believe was what it was. Yes. So. so, so if it's something you have to do, then do it with acceptance, with acceptance and just do it and get it out of the way. If it, and if it's. If it's something you enjoy, then do it and enjoy it and find the things that you're enthusiastic about and make more time for those. But if it's something that you absolutely hate doing, then why are you doing it? Are you giving it all of your time? All of your time and attention. And, you know, this is something that um, it goes back to something that Dave Ramsey says all the time. If you go to work on Monday and you're looking forward to Friday, you're doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, that's not exactly how he says it, but, but if you, if, so you start off the, if you start off the week looking forward to the end of the week, then you're not in the right calling. Right. Why you are know? you saving all the fun stuff for Saturday? Right. Why, why not look find a job that every you day. love? Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and make time in your, you know, get rid of the things that are not fulfilling you. Right. And if your season of your life still means staying at the job that you're at, 
find a way to accept it and accept your job and then make sure that the time you spend outside of it is things that you enjoy and and are enthusiastic about so yeah and and that's how you know by by eliminating the things that are that you only do because you feel like you have to um you know you got suckered into volunteering for the pta Suck it up, cupcake. Do it this this do it. time. Do what you can to support, and right. then and then walk away and find yeah find something. Learn to th- say no. Learn to yeah, say no. Don't say yes to and, everything and find every committee every or, after school right. club or find <laughs> find the one volunteerism uh, activity that you can that, really that you make can an really get behind that you really love and enjoy. And, and that's where you should spend your time. Not everyone has to be on the PTA. Not everyone has to go help at the food bank. But if you love to help at the food bank, go do that. Let the PTA do their thing, do their thing yeah. and go do the food bank and, and help those people. You know, there's, there is no reason to fill all of your time with things that, don't fulfill you and once you get rid of the things that don't fulfill you there's so much more out there Mm -hmm. and those things don't define you so if you are a mom and you're thinking well I'm not in the PTA because I didn't say yes that doesn't make you a bad mom no absolutely Mm -mm. yeah so it's okay to say no to those things because if you're still able to spend time with your kids and do fun things with them and teach them to grow mm-hmm. and learn and be a good citizen, then you're a great mom. Yeah, right? I mean, I would say, like, doing all of that extra volunteering, PTA, whatever, with the school, that actually gives you less time to spend with your kids. It does. It, it does. does. And, you know, I was I was PTA mom, and, and I will say I loved doing PTA. I really did. I loved having that close connection with my children's teachers. Um, it's your peers, not it, their peers. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And and that was a good good way for me to stay in touch with what's going on in my students' lives at school. But I loved that. and But I did have to let other things go in order to do those things. There's still, there's always a less is more. Wherever you put your time, you're going to have to let something else go because you can't do it all. And if you try to do it all, you're going to find that you either don't do any of it very well or there are things that don't get done. So that's, yeah, you just have to be selective. One of my Mm -hmm. really good friends plays um an online video game world of warcraft it's one of those things where you log in and you play with everybody else in the world and it's very interactive but also a very solo type of thing and um she spent hours and hours and hours playing this game and she made great connections i mean she met her husband and they married you know and and she's made a lot of friends but she looked one day at a place you don't ever want to look and it was hours played and she turned the game off she was so sick of herself after she saw how much of her life how much of her life was put into something and it wasn't that it was because 
she just was playing this game because she she gained great relationships from that and she had a good time. But she also said, what do I have for that? I have nothing tangible to show for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything in my life bes- aside from the friendships and marriage, but there wasn't anything else that I gained. I could have been going to college or reading a book or educating myself or going out and seeing real people in life. Mm-hmm. And she just turned it off. She's like, I can't play that game ever again because after I saw that, I just was so disappointed that I wasted my life. Well, and I wonder if there was, you know, if there was a way to look at our Facebook and Instagram and TikTok use, Mm -hmm. if we would have that same epiphany, you know, because there is, if you have an iPhone, you can look at your screen time. It tells you exactly. When you clock out every day at at work, you're like, holy moly, I worked eight hours and 15 minutes. That's 15 minutes. I'm never getting back, you know, like, yeah, Yeah. but, but your screen time on your phone, um, doesn't necessarily only give you that scroll time. Um, it, I mean, well, it, it gives tells you, you how many hours you spend on TikTok for the week. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yes. Yeah. Oh, very okay. specific okay. on which applications. That oh, you okay. Use. But you have which, to go seek out that. You have to look for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which is, which uh, is I've the... only get, I've only ever gotten just the, the notification in general. This is, you know, your time is down or your time is up and this is how much mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Know? Don't ever click on it and look at it. Then you're just, it kind of gives you perspective on like, Oh man, I've been on. I was on my phone this many hours per week, and I could have been sleeping, or mm-hmm. I could have been reading a book. Unless you're, you know, unless it says you've been a million hours on the Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> that's, app. That, that's Kristen, but um, well, me too for the most part. But um, you know, that I guess that's constructive time, like uh. Sometimes depends on what you're reading. <laughs> right, this is right, true. Right. This is true. But it, but again, it that is another one of those less is more, less, less of that mindless scrolling. Because I, I know for me, when I'm scrolling Instagram, it's pretty mindless. I'm just flipping through. I'll stop and watch a reel for a minute, and then I'll flip through. Yeah, I have and to I'll stop, stop and look at a couple of pictures, and then I, and I'm just flipping through, flipping. It's mindless. There's no point in it. There really isn't. Mm-hmm. I, I started it to get inspiration for my crafting. Now, most of the time, it's filled with advertisements, videos of stuff I don't care about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm just flip, 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 scroll, scroll, scroll. And, you know. I found that when I put Facebook app, you know how in, on your iPhone you can put them in those little folder oh, box in, in things a mm-hmm. box in a box kind of thing yes yeah. when i put facebook in a sep into one of those sorted category boxes on my you phone click you don't on open it, it i don't click mm-hmm. on it near as much and yeah. i did that around the time all that crazy stuff in january of 2021 was happening mm-hmm. and um because i was i was cleaning out my phone it was new year new me and i was kind of like you know what i don't want to have as much easy access to Facebook. I wonder what would happen if I put it in this little folder. And I just stopped getting on Facebook. And I think I get on Facebook maybe like once a week for like five, ten minutes just to do a little quick post. Mm-hmm. And my life has been so much better for it. I can't tell you exactly where in my life it's improved. 
less stress, like a yeah, there's less that emotional that. stuff. Yeah, there's we were talking about the ups and downs of social media, like it's a uh, less stress. Yeah. Well, and that's a, that's another less is more thing. You know, the less yeah. the less you're doing these things that stress you out. What? <laughs> oh, I know, I did. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. I know. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. When I... <laughs> it's just like I'm just don't laugh. <laughs> I don't know where I was, so. You're talking about less stress on social media. So, like, you know, the the less the less you're doing these things that stress you out, mm-hmm. the more at peace you feel. I, yeah, and that's where I'm saying, like, I don't It's like a silent I stress. Was, it was, yes. It's like. Looking at other people's the lives. The silent reminders and the silent. Ads and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Jerks. ads increase that, I think. No, I, really yeah, do. the ads really do stress me out. Like, I really don't. That's why I don't get on Instagram because the ads. And I used to love Instagram. Me like, too. The only reason I get on Instagram now is to post for Modern Musings mm-hmm. and to post for, like, my own personal business. I don't get on there for fun. What yeah. is that um, social media... Thing. It was like a movie that you watched. The Social Dilemma. And, okay. yeah. and and they were talking about not even necessarily, I mean, ads play into this too, but um, the I highly recommend The Social Dilemma. It was a docu, uh, a docudrama is what they call it. So it's a, a documentary where they've dramatized certain events around this family and how social media affects their their interactions with each other in the world and and it was very interesting and you don't realize how much social media impacts your day-to-day feelings your emotions and your reactions to things and they they were showing how those feeds are targeted to keep feeding that stressful content to you Mm -hmm the more and more and more and and it it agitates you and then causes you to do more and the more you see the more you consume similar yeah. to like the photograph how our brains are not designed to see a photograph of yourself over and over again mm-hmm. um or at all in general um when you think about a person going home to their small unit or solo mm-hmm their brains are not designed to be inundated with other people's opinions all day, all day. Right. And that is what social media has delivered to everyone. It has brought everybody else's opinion into your house. Because before someone decides they want to call you and chat you up, you just don't answer the phone and you pretend like you're not home. Or they're there for a few minutes and they leave. They oh, if come, they come over. If they right. come over. Or they, right. or you talk to them for a few minutes right. and they leave. But or it's you not get a letter hundreds, in the mail. Yeah. It's not hundreds of people every day. Right. Because your relatives, every single one of your relatives isn't writing you a letter every day in the mail telling you about their opinions and their day. Yeah. Whereas now you get every single family Everything. member and every single friend, even the people that you're not really friends with. It used to be fun, but now it's overwhelming. Well, and honestly, it's, it's the full older of political I get. opinion, yeah, and and religious. We all have them. Well, yeah. well absolutely, but right. but we're just like throwing them at each other, and 
yeah, regardless like of what other people think. And and we're not we're not honoring other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. We're not allowing other people to think differently so than ourselves. Here's where less is more because now every single opinion weighs less. There's right. more access to opinions, so the volume of each one weighs less amongst everyone's. Whereas right. before Everyone had an opinion, but there was just those few who had the voice that stood out that Mm -hmm. were poignant and their message was on point better received yeah it was and now everybody's received. the same like you can and get like, like 20 can people shift, saying the yeah, same thing about one thing through all of the mundane opinions to get the real true valuable ones right right, right? I, I agree, and it and it we're just inundated by it, and and again, we don't when we're throwing things out there, we're not honoring other people's opinion either, and so the more opinions that we put out there, the less our get heard. Yeah, right. So I I feel like backing out of social media is, is a big thing for me. I've started kind of backing out of social media a lot. Um, like you, I, I do occasionally post stuff for like modern musings or my crafty neighbor, um, on social media, but I try to avoid anything that is stressful, anything that is not either, related to modern musings or to my business crafty neighbor i i just try to stay away from it because it's just overwhelming and the more that stuff weighs on me the more time i spend on that stuff the less time i have taking care of things that matter to me so um yeah yeah you definitely can't give yourself the full attention to internalize and take care of yourself if you're busy scrolling and looking at everybody else. Right, right. And I used to sit, uh, you know, I would always scroll through my Instagram at night before I went to bed. And um, and this is pre-Facebook meta owning Instagram, I guess, because there were far fewer ads. And, you know, I would scroll and it would take me 30 minutes or an hour maybe but that's like an hour or 30 minutes of my day that I could have used doing something different, like crafting Read or reading a book. Crochet or, and a scarf. Right. And and those things mean more. Mm-hmm. So, so when I'm talking about less, do less to do the things that mean more. Yeah. So the less does really, it really does mean more. That's a good point too, because if you think about, Yes, social media, not to like keep harping on how it's bad for the world, but the more we have everyone like logged in, mm-hmm. the less we do for the actual community because yeah, we're not just interacting with the humans. talk. You're not actually walking the walk. And we're not right? interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I think it's a social regression in a lot of ways. Yes, yes, it is. We, in well, fact, sure. a lot of, being more social is less social. <laughs> well, in, because we're not, I, I see this all the time, um, it, even in our household, you know, we're all sitting at the table and, 
90% of us are looking at our phones instead of talking to each other. And, and it, ha- you know, Travis is on his phone. Raina's on her phone. I'm on my phone. Steven's over here hiding his and reading Reddit, you know, and, and we're all on our phones and we're not talking to each other. We're not interacting with each other. And so social media, that's your immediate circle, that is our immediate circle. And it, this social media is making us less social. Mm-hmm. We are, people are forgetting how to interact with other human beings. You so know, more th- access to the global people, less ability to communicate with your inner people. With your, 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 inner your closest circle. circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I think that, that your inner circle is what helps you deal with stress. You're, the outside world, the the world of social media is not equipped to help you deal with internal stress. But your immediate family circle, your closer closest friends, they are. And so if we're tuning them out in favor of this outside circle, then we're we're tuning out the the one group that can help us deal with the stress of all these things that are going on in the world or that are going on in our lives. And we're, we're just harming ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're not learning to, to deal with that stress. It's only going to get worse. This generation of kids is born with a phone in their hand. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. They don't even use computers the same way that we do. No. Yeah. Like uh, kids can be sitting in the same room and they're talking to each other, but it's on their phone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't want to look at each other and speak out loud. They just want to talk on their phone. Mm-hmm. My daughter literally sends me a text message to tell me she's hungry. Yeah. She'll be, she of, could be in the same room. Instead of saying, I'm hungry or, mm-hmm. you know, what yeah. do we have for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. says, hungry. Yes. <laughs> not, e- not, not even like a whole sentence, huh? Just hungry. Yeah. And it's <laughs> cute. I love it. Like, it's our funny little thing because now my mom sends me a text message when she's hungry (laughs) and she says hungry (laughs) but at the same time like I worry that she's not going to be able to develop the ability to To socialize her real desires yes like when she gets married and has like fears or needs Mm -hmm. I I mean in a relationship as as a an adult that grew up without a phone in my hand I have a hard time communicating out loud my desires and um it's easier for me to text them or write them down or email them or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's so much easier to break up with your boyfriend in a text than it is to his face yeah well that's classic avoidance there (laughs) i know but that's literally like social media allows that oh it does just not just social media but electronic devices yeah how many people have broken up their marriage or their relationship or whatever on social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're just too scared or too lazy to meet with that person in person mm-hmm. and tell them. Mm-hmm. Or just didn't break up with them. Just stopped just talking to them. them. Just yeah. ghosted them. Yeah. 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 So less is more. Yeah. What are other things? Any, any other things that are like less is more? Um. Your less ice is more soda in your drink at Sonic, period. Right? Uh. Um, <laughs> exactly. 
I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is that just like, now? <laughs> um, but yes, <laughs> less weight on your body means you can do more. Well, this Absolutely. is true. This is true. Yeah. Or like if you're carrying something, less weight on your back, I guess. What about less expectations? Oh my gosh, yes. When you have really high expectations, you will be disappointed because Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Expectation is the root of all heartache. But if you have lower expectations... That was Shakespeare, was it not? I was about to yes. say. Yeah, I, 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 I looked gonna, at you and I was like, I'm not going to be the yeah, one to say Shakespeare. I, I wanted to say not. it because, yeah, I was like, I think it is. But, um, but yeah, I mean, literally, it literally, I love that. Ba-ding. <laughs> but, no. um, <laughs> no. but, but, you know, when you, when you expect too much, you're, you're going to be disappointed. But if you have, fewer expectations then there is more room you're open for sprite you're you're open to surprise you're open to the possibilities of things um being good and happening and i always love that so i think that's a big one there for sure for sure yeah i i think that i kind of like found that as i get older that was something that I used to get really disappointed when things didn't go the way I thought they should go mm-hmm. or my mm-hmm. expectations. I would get like so excited about something that I would get sick to my stomach with excitement and anticipation, like good anticipation. Mm-hmm. And then when the thing would happen or whatever, it was never what I thought it was going to be. And then right. I was disappointed. Yeah, because you built it up in your head right. and then it and just then you well, I'm really good. I'm really good at telling stories to myself of how it's going to go down. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a writer. I, and I'm an artist. So I create these little vignettes in my head of what this birthday party is going to look like or what, um, this dinner with the family is going to be like, or how this camping trip mm-hmm. down canoeing down the Brazos is going to go. And I think it was really reading Eckhart Tolle and having the word now as my word of the year and doing my one little word that year that's uh, last year surrounding that, that really helped me come to see that those expectations were what was causing all my angst because I could, I could envision all these perfect ways for it to go or I could envision all these horrible things that were going to happen and none of them were what really happened yeah so and I know a lot of people who spend a lot of time in anxiety worrying about what if what if this happens what you know this is this is the bad thing what if this happens what if that happens and, and driving themselves crazy over it. Um, I mean, like hurting themselves emotionally mm-hmm. because they're afraid of all these terrible things that are going that are going to happen or that could happen. When 99.9% of the time, that is absolutely not what is going to happen. And when you quit worrying about what's going to happen and you quit expecting what you want to happen... And just let things happen. 
the possibilities are endless and they are so much better than you could ever imagine. They're wonderful. Absolutely. Being open to possibilities. I and accepting accepting what ones. is. Yeah. Accepting what is. And that that's another part of that Eckhart Tolle, you know, concept of living in the now. And you know, I learned that the hard way in a lot of ways because you know, I had my mom living in my house um, with her dementia. My husband, Mark, has cancer. You know, we've we've had a lot of topsy-turvy things happen in our household. And the, the harder, the, the more of a stranglehold I had on trying to control our lives, the more out of control it became. Mm-hmm. And the more I just let things happen as they are, the, the more at peace all of us are. So, um, you know, we went to, on that camping trip down the Brazos and nearly tipped over the and, canoe. And when you fell in the water, you were like, oh, it's only like three inches it's deep. It's only three inches deep. This was not a big deal. And I just let it happen. I accepted what was, and I laughed really hard. And, and I learned a big lesson about expectations and letting go of what those expectations are and just enjoying what was. Yeah. And the water was really cool. It felt really good. And it was funny. And it was funny. I laughed (laughs) really hard. So does anybody else have any other comments there to add to less is more? I'm sure there's a ton more things to say. Oh, I'm sure we could do this, like a whole other podcast this, on it. This is a huge topic. Like I've mentioned, um, this is a Gold's Girl cop topic that comes up frequently. It comes up in one little word. It, um, every goal setting system I've ever used always talks about it. Um, self-help, my, my therapist talks about it. Um, it's, it's a topic of conversation at our dinner table almost every night. Yes. And <laughs> right so, <now. laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and like I said, you know, not just the, the getting rid of the things in your household, but doing less things and having less stress and, and making room, making room. That's, that's the key right there. Making room in your life, in your mind, in your space for the things that really matter the most. And um, so that's what it's all about. So what is our topic next week, Amber? It's going to be sugar-free recipes for the summer. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Yes. I'm excited. Come prepared to talk about summer foods. Oh, yeah. Come hungry. <laughs> Maybe you'll come up with some ideas. <laughs> come hungry, leave happy. There you Where'd go. That come? Where does oh, that come from? I don't know. That's a an... food place. Yeah, yeah food place. that's some kind of restaurant. Who is that? Oh, gosh. Hey. Wow. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Come back next time. Maybe we'll know the answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll link it on the po- on the heard it on the podcast. There, how about that? Um, we want to give a shout out to Red Door Studios, which is actually no more. And um, now we are. They have kind of melded into Cake Mix Studios. So we're going to thank Cake Mix Studios for the rental of our gear. And we want to thank um, Creative Audio Tech for our sound design. And 
We want to thank all of you, our listeners, for coming back week after week. Hey, get out there and give us some feedback. We need likes. We need subscribes. We need you to share this content with your friends and your family so that we can get out there and share that the words that we have with other people. And um, if you're not reading the blog, then you're missing out on a big part of the story because we have blogs come out every week. Yeah, and comment on our blogs Absolutely. and leave us a review. Yes, yes. Give us some stars. Give us some hearts, whatever it is. And um, and But comment. Yes, comment. We want to hear what you think. We want to hear your side of the story. So um, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with sugar-free recipes for the summer. And we hope you'll join us then. Bye. Bye. Bye.